No. That said, they are fucking delicious. No. I'm sorry, <laughs> they're caramels. Yeah? Uh, caramels are pretty much my big no-no. They are. <laughs> I think, yes, yes. Nate, Nate, are you like a 20... Are you He'll... a 20-year-old grandpa? Yeah. Of all the things. In fact, like... He'll eat a a burrito with a roach inside of it, but caramels, no thanks. Whoa, get that (laughs) shit out of here. I don't like caramel. Uh It's too sweet. If he opens his desk and finds a caramel, he's like, oh god, I gotta clean this shit out. You are aware sugar is at least a real food, right? (laughs) And what isn't a real food in burritos? Please, tell me. Roaches. That was only one burrito. Okay, like... Alright, so now... Go ahead. You will not eat caramel, and yet you have accidentally eaten an arthropod. Yes. What's your point? Okay. They're designed to survive on nuclear fallout, but not serve stomach. If it did survive my stomach, that would be worrisome. I would have to talk about my sweet virgin shit bite. You would have superpowers. Uh, What was I going to say? What's that one X-Man? Maggot? Actually, that is a guy. Yeah, I know. (laughs) He gets his superpowers from never eating caramels. Never. <laughs> <laughs> One caramel is enough to completely just destroy him. I think if Sir anyway. was going to be an X-Men, it was probably going to be Maggot. Sir eats a caramel, turns into dust. <sighs> so I guess now that all of us that have arrived have arrived, we can start? I am prepared to begin whenever you uh, are ready right. to go. I guess, uh, first question, I suppose, did we all enjoy this playtest? I did, yes. speaking for myself. I did. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it greatly. Five stars, seven stars. Seven uh, stars. Ice cold Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the refreshing for... taste of vanilla Coke. Pepsi <laughs> for paper game. <laughs> all right, then, uh, follow-up. Question: Who all did anyone pre-order? I did. Yep. I haven't. Yet. I have not pre-ordered I because I have no money. Yes. Actually, that's Same not true. I'm just really cheap. I <laughs> I hoard myself out to get some. I'm broke as all hell, but as soon as I can, I'm going to because I'm very impressed. All right. Cool. I, this I, is a pen and paper game I would like to own in. Physical. I haven't because I keep forgetting. So send it to me. Uh, okay. You want me to send you right now? Or I could just Google 13th age. You, you know. likely can. I did it. Here. Delisted from Google. I, I solved the puzzle. Here, I'm gonna... I'm gonna oh, good s- talk, everybody. I'm gonna send it to you anyhow. Okay, uh, does anyone have any initial thoughts they want to get off their chest before we get into a more moderated thing, or... Uh... Ah, Lich King's an asshole. Yeah. Guys, I like all the Crusaders. He's a total douche, but the only thing he's been killing everyone is he's got other shit than the first. I love the Crusaders. I absolutely love life. I absolutely love Rip Smolder Boulder, despite his character, despite him not actually being particularly useful in combat. He's still. What are you talking about? He was an awesome guy. Wait, how is one of the most effective people in combat? I showed tons of people to attack me. Then became invincible and and murdered everyone that was currently like he, attacking. So I don't know why I said that because like, for some like, reason I keep forgetting about the not taking hits. When yeah. Thing. You also have to realize that like I had a move that let me attack everything that was currently engaged with me. So my entire strategy was wade into battle, get everything mad at me, and then just grab everything and just 
sear their faces off with my burning hands. You you basically turned a bard like into a a, a tank. I know. Which is amazing. That I, is a versatile you know, system we got here. You know what here. the best thing is, though? I had no idea it was going to work like that when I made my character. Afterwards, <laughs> we got in that first fight with a ton of goblins. I was like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> I could probably do this. And it's like, of I just dwarf. go danger Mario, and he's burning hands all day. Exactly. <laughs> yes. What the I hell? I didn't even think about it. But it all... I, think, I think it's great when it works like that. When, you care, when your character sheet is pretty much just a drawing of a dwarf, like, skateboarding and doing rad tricks and it actually works i feel like i have like i mean i've talked about the things what that, character uh, sheet were you working on anyhow also rip like doing the honda missile attack at the end was my favorite moment of the entire game i think so uh nate sure oh, you were saying something before i interrupted I guess, I mean, my only real complaints with Bard have been ones I've mentioned a bunch of times now. So, But this is this is our forum for saying it publicly. Yeah, yeah this is okay. where we... So go, go ahead. Alright, so I felt like battle cries were, well, largely ineffective, to say the least. Because, okay, I took the feat that made them usable as a standard action, and that's good. I like that, because while it wasn't very useful at first level... Uh, later on, there were some that were really cool. Like I'll actually mention some of these in a bit. I'm gonna pull up. So, the... so you you're saying you took it as your second level feat? Yes. Right. Okay. Actually, I think he might have taken it as a starting feat, right? No, no, I don't think I did. What did you have as your starting feat then? You know, I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I seem to remember you had it as your starting feat. Maybe I'm wrong though. Um. It doesn't yeah. matter which one you took. But either matter. way, either way, you took it as quickly as you could, pretty much. I took it pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, there were like, I'm trying to find the thing I was looking for now. But um, basically, some of the later battle cries are, well, they're pretty badass. Yeah. But early ones are just like, oh, you can disengage or. The, the level um, one battle cries are very level one. Yes, they are. Well, about the as thing as the thing about it is that they're they're ones that you wouldn't really want to waste a full standard action on to use, but, but they're also ones that don't make me. Well, no, they're not. They're also not ones that really make me like feel like I pulled a cool like clutch maneuver or something when they go off. Like the plus one AC is decent, but I have to pick a person, and usually it ends up you know mm -hmm. I end up wasting it half the time. The disengage, everyone was like, well, I don't I don't want to disengage, so I was kind of like, yeah. oh very yeah uh, so why am i using these and then the fact that like my biggest issue with them personally was that i was trying to play a bard who fought at range and uh -huh. um they only trigger off of melee attacks so right. I, I had definitely to get up that out in my play yeah so anytime i wanted to actually like fight i tried to make a point of just rushing at things and doing melee attacks even though i was much more fragile than rip was and mm -hmm. i uh would have preferred being able to trigger those off of uh, basic ranged or something. And okay. I've got a few, I, I pulled up the list of battle cries here, and there are a few that I think make really good examples of ones that I would spend a standard action to do. For example, there's one that you only get if you roll a natural 19 or above. <laughs> All right. And so 10% of the time you have access yeah. to. Yeah. And it lets you just like let an ally spend a healing surge to get a daily back. Okay. So they. But they only if they haven't used it in this battle. 
So they spend cool. their ability to use the free recovery without actually getting the recovery, but instead they recharge daily? Well, they use a healing surge, it says. Okay. Yeah. So I, I assume it's not that one. It's just you spin one of them. Okay. Well, that and, sounds pretty cool. I, yeah. I always like the idea of using surges as like, like in 4th edition, using them as a, an in-battle currency. Or like, if you, like, there's this really intense skill challenge instead of like, oh, someone hits you in the face. No, the, the exertion removes your ability to recharge later. You lose a surge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And another good one here is, um, let's see. Well, I lost the one I was looking at now. Wow, I have the worst of examples. There's well, like, but you know, further down the line, there there are more ones you would rather be using that would be more interesting. Is what you're saying? Yes, most definitely. The and, level and one was oh, very simple. Yeah, and then also what I was going to add was that um, on their own, they're not so bad. But then, like, whenever I kind of compare them to. I obviously I realize this is different, but whenever I compare them to like fourth edition bards, it's kind of like they're at wills or like you get an attack, even if it's, you know, a weak one, you get an attack and then also it'll like move enemies or buff allies or things like that. And it's like, it's all these things you can use at will that are already built into your attacks. And they're also tend right. to be better than a lot of what the options were in but 13th. So that was really like, my comparison. Do you think 13th Age Bards make up for it by uh, being able to also be, you know, singing and uh, sustaining a song at the same time as they're going and swinging and maybe getting a battle cry off? Or Yeah, yeah. and if I looked at, I definitely in the, like, the later levels I was looking at some of the songs, and there were ones that were uh, more so, like healing type oriented songs. Um, like there was one I believe that gave uh, Temp HP to it might have been all nearby allies i think it's all nearby allies and then whenever in the final verse it would then let one of my allies use a recovery right and then right. that was that was actually pretty cool and that was just a song that i could maintain mm -hmm. and um but but at the same time i i would have liked um more healing oriented options like from the start yeah too. So, it feels like it feels like they can pull a lot of support from a lot of areas if they can manage to utilize everything in a turn, but mm -hmm. that doesn't always happen. And when it does, they feel a little underwhelming. Right. Depending on what spec you're filming, but yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else on your uh, your class? You two class you shared. That's, that's pretty much mm -hmm. it about bards that I've got. Well, I guess I just didn't see much reason to like with battle cries. This is a little extension of that. I guess I didn't see much use for making a basic melee to try to get one when I could just spell jack something like burning hands and be like a million times more effective. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, Otherwise, I guess fi final question for the bard pair. If you were to play 13th Age again, would you keep your characters or make a different bard? Oh even? Would you God, play a yes. bard again? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, would, I would absolutely play a bard again. I did have fun with the, a lot of the ideas. And especially if there were, like, a few changes, right. then I think I would really love the Bard class. Because it did have a lot of versatility and, and uh, a lot of cool, like, table talk uh, skills mm -hmm. and stuff, which were really cool to use. Bards yeah, are also uh, very stylish. Very, yes. I think, which is what really matters. What, what was the name of the class feature that lets you just uh, bullshit how you're doing your songs and then you get, like, extra stuff? 
Was it? Uh, it was like a song, song master song or something. Or something like that. Um, it wasn't Storyteller. That's the one that lets you re-roll. Yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, it was a word like that. I think Songmaster's right. Um, that song one master. sounds cool. I, that and the uh, yeah. Vancy and yes. Magic one. Those, I, I really wish we would have used those because they, they would make the game so much more entertaining at the table. But yeah. Hey, something to keep in mind. Um, let's see. Well, I uh, did have Storyteller. It just didn't get to come up much. Right. Was all. Uh, I like let's song see. Do we want to go with our uh, uh, ranger pair then while we're doing pairs? Poor weather and plaz. Uh, Tell me about rangers in your experience. Um, um, hmm. Plaz, you go first. Who uh. <laughs> said. Uh, okay, I guess I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I played an archery kind of, a kind of archery based not a pet ranger with no pet. Um, there's not really going to be a lot to say here because ranger is a really, really simple class. It's simple to a fault, I think. Like right. I, I've already mentioned this in the uh, the playtest document that I sent to you, Ironicus, but um. But, uh, the, the f- I just didn't ever feel like there was anything really useful for me to do. I felt I was always doing the same action again every single turn because there was right. really only one attack that I could enhance in a couple of ways. And beyond that, it was really, really basic. Um, I think the problem with that is that the way the classes are set up on that complexity chart, D.O.E., uh-huh. Like, the way it defines complexity is by the number of options. And especially in a game like this where there's a lot of role-playing and stuff like that, like, the options are really the fun part of it, because with a lot of options you can do stuff like E-Honda into the final boss, but without them you're just stuck. You're just stuck right. shooting from the back row every time, or hitting, if you're a berserker, just using a basic hit yeah. every time. Like, like, you can narrate it however you want, but at the end of the day, you're, you're just using your melee yeah, basic. At the end of the day, you're just shooting. And, and just waiting for your passive things to kick in half the time-ish. There's not many ways you can say that you're shooting something with a bow. Like, if you're doing that every time... Like, if you're so, not playing a melee-oriented character, like, you can only really say, I shoot him in the knees, I shoot him in the head, I shoot him in the whatever. I, I close my eyes and flex my bow behind me, squeezing uh, my glutes and pulling the string. Squeezing my bow. <laughs> no glutes squeezing I, I stick my crossbow up my it, ass and turn around. It doesn't... <laughs> like, it doesn't really... It doesn't really feel deep. It doesn't really feel interesting. It feels... Uh, <laughs> One, one thing I, I know I mentioned when we were talking about this earlier, uh, I'm going to repeat myself for the benefit of the folks at home, is that one thing that I think, uh, in my opinion, is really lacking is you don't get to make any decisions uh, yeah. in combat. You, you just do do your thing. Yeah, like, you, like I said a second ago, you're just waiting for your passive stuff to kick in. Yeah. That actually, not to, not to hijack choices. your segment for a second, but that actually does go back to kind of the bard thing, too, of like, I had... I had a lot of like resources, like songs and stuff, but songs were a minor, so I was going to use that anyway. And then I'd have my basic melee and kind of things like that. Yeah. Like, I didn't have any at wills that I had to like choose or something. I just kind of had I these was thinking about three that. different things yeah. I could do, and then I was thinking do them about all that time. while I was on my internet exile. And I think the best way to solve that and still keep the ranger class simple 
would just be to have the ability to aim at different body parts or whatever to provide some bonus cool. at some other cost. Like, you go for a headshot, which would do extra damage, but it's also less accurate for a small target. I'm, or I'm going to go ahead and shot. say that Ranger probably should have, like, at least one or two other abilities they can use, like, other than just... Like, they should even Shoot. be able to have both. Like, at the moment, like, you either pick range or melee. You can't be viable with both. Well, you yeah, yeah, one. you can. I mean, you, you can keep both attacks off of dexterity, so it's really yeah. easy to do both. Yeah, but you can't key the melee attacks uh, attack or damage bonus off dexterity. Yeah. It's always strong. Oh, okay, yeah, that so, does make a big difference. I forgot about that. So, yeah, like, you don't really have a whole lot of... Um, Oomph. I'm just, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say, like, I know this is probably against, like, the design of the game to a certain extent, but I don't think it's really smart to have, like, a, ca a class that will always be simpler than the other class. Like, there are people who are going to want to want to play rangers, not because, like, they want to play something super simple, but because they like the flavor of the class, and they like right. the pieces for the class for their character. And I don't think, and I think they should have options to expand beyond, like, having the same basic attack all the time if they want to choose that. Like, every class should have the potential to become complex. Yeah, I'm not they... saying that it, like, they should be able to keep it simple if they want to, but they should have mm -hmm. the ability to expand and from it. The, there are some classes that are very good at that. I think we'll talk about it uh, when it's Serg's turn around the table, but I think clerics do that really well. well uh, having like read them and not played one. Disclaimer. They could do for that is yeah, just, I was looking like, over the cleric stuff. Sorry, go ahead. They could, they could just have like included in the documents a beginner's template for every single class. Yeah, and cleric is one that has one of those. Uh, so yeah. does paladin, and I think fighter. Fi uh, fighter has pretty good scaling complexity as well. So yeah, it's they they clearly know how to do it, and that's a bit of feedback I know for a fact they got in the first uh, round of playtests from people on the forums, and they got. In the second round, for me personally, so they yeah. talk about beast whether it happens, we'll see. Yeah, you you should talk about cool. beast mastery class. Oh, yeah. I um, I would like to say one last thing. I didn't like her. I didn't like um the the I can't remember the name of the feat now, but the thing that made it so your attack would occasionally like do to attack two targets but do less damage. Like a double strike thingy. Yeah, I I, I really would do would like to toggle that off and on because like it felt like it made my class much more based on chance to like still have an oomph to them at all like they're just they just felt piddly whenever i didn't get the double attack yeah but yeah go on blast yeah yeah Tell I, me about your i didn't cat. take that thing uh, my cat's pretty great but you know most of the greatness of my cat comes from role playing it because really the whole beastmaster thing only took up about a page and basically the whole thing is that it's a monster that's a level below you that uses your recoveries like keeping it as simple as possible and of course they only have a melee basic attack so it was pretty cool to be able to like control the battle or make tactical decisions from both the front line and the back line but again that was kind of ruined because the choice was always okay attack and that was my <laughs> turn yeah like I, fl I flavored it up a lot by tearing out throats but that can only get you so far I think uh, the yeah. I like that the difference there are so many different beasts you can master. Yeah, that was cool. That was and, good. They, all the differences were and also that the differences are simple easy. enough. You can use yeah. the existing beast to pretty much reskin anything. as anything. And or the differences also, were simple to implement, but still different, good and different enough to make everything play differently. 
especially the part where different animals went before or after your initiative. Mm-hmm. So could we have an elephant in our party? Yeah, probably. Could, I'd probably give it the bear thing, yeah, or uh, house rule a sort of trampling uh, once per turn. What about an elephant that looks suspiciously like a Tarrasque? Now, where would you possibly <laughs> It is a idea? battle season wise by all years experience elephant. <sighs> that's, just, that's just stupid. I think there should be more to differentiate archery and beastmaster, beastmaster rangers. Because the moment it feels like an archery ranger is just like a beastmaster ranger with no pet. Like there's no real big oomph to them that they lack. Yeah. Just have a is couple a... of tiny little utilities and that, that feels a bit weak to me. Is there a melee ranger? Yes, and he's awesome. Um, Damage-wise. I mean, he's got the same thing just basic attacks, but he's incredibly effective. You're basically uh, the magic bullet blender right in the middle of a bunch of moves. Speaking of magic bullets, what's up with crossbows? They <laughs> <laughs> don't shoot bullets. Like, literally, literally every single other weapon in the game is just classified by type. It's the D6 weapon, 2D6 weapon, or the D6 weapon, or the range D8 weapon. Except for crossbows, which say you have to reload, so you can't use double attack, and there's no upside to that. So we ignored that, and I just used a crossbow anyway. And I done right, we attack. did. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a legacy can... thing, but I just think uh, it's bad design for something to have a minus without some sort of balancing plus. Like, yeah. Especially when for every other category of weapon, it's just they're all the same thing except for your flavor. Yeah. Uh. Just delete that line. <laughs> uh, I should say, like, every, everybody rewind to the front where we all enjoyed ourselves. But uh, <laughs> also, everything we're bringing up went, went in the playtest feedback for those of you. Yes. Involved. The, the designers have, have heard our words on this. Uh, anyone want to go next? Sir, do you want to talk about clerics? I name drop clerics. Oh, wait, before. Uh, you guys, same question. If you played the game again, would you play your same characters or another ranger? Um, I, I would. Uh, wait, or another ranger? Like, uh, do yeah. an option for class here? Well, like, I'm just as a way to get yeah, your oh, yeah. ranger opinions in a nutshell, would you play a ranger again, whether it's uh, I, Margaret or a new one? I would play a ranger again if it was expanded at least somewhat. At the moment, I'm looking to play Margaret as like a, a bow-wielding fighter because it honestly seems like it has more flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Because at the moment, it just, ranger just feels immensely shallow. If they add more stuff to ranger or do kind of expand on its options or its interesting features in a way I like, then I might play it again. But otherwise, I would not. Okay, Plaz, same question. Uh... I, if I did, I would want if it if I did and it was the same current thing, then I'd want to do a whole bunch of house ruling to make it more interesting. <laughs> Just in, invent that aim mechanic on our own. Yeah, basically. And yeah. I want to talk be down about this that. again later. I want to talk about this again later if I get time, uh, administrator. Sure. Um, multi-classing. The it was pretty much not in this playtest, but right. I just want to talk a little later about how I think multi-classing could make design... Let's, let's talk about it now. It's on the tapis. Oh. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I was thinking that in D&D, like all the later classes, like uh, Seeker or Spellblade or whatever the hell they're called, Sword Mage, <laughs> Wizard, 
sword. Uh, they're sword. all they're all just combinations of other classes. So I was thinking that maybe the multi class could just be instead of the w way it is now. It's heavily or the way it was written in this playtest at least is heavily based on the fourth edition thing where you pick some stuff from each category, but they never really combine. Like you always have to choose like the rogue sneak attack only ever activates when you use a rogue power. Uh -huh. And it seems like if somebody is going to have a multi-class, like in real life fantasy, you know, they're, yeah. uh, they're, they're going to combine their abilities from both their expertises and not keep them strictly separate. Right. So like the way I originally wanted to do Navarone was a rogue multi-class ranger. So I could use sneak attack, ranged attacks, but that wasn't possible because ranged attacks couldn't sneak attack because the rogue didn't have any like that. Mm -hmm. Stuff now, like that. Uh, I should point out for the people listening, the reason the playtest uh, had um, multi-class rules, but we were asked not to use them, is that they were from the first round playtest. And the feedback was that uh, multi-class characters were pretty much ineffective because of the way your ability score distribution had to go and some other uh, reasons. So they went completely back to the drawing board and hadn't finished drawing uh, by yeah. the time the second I'm round looking, started. So I'm like, looking forward to see what they come up with. Yeah. Me, yeah. So like, okay, here's these multi-classing rules. Please do not use them. We know they're busted. We're working on it as we speak. They were hella busted. Um, so where were Man, we? reading those rules, I was like, wow, they really hate multi-class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, apparently they don't. They just, they, they're working on it. Uh, like, yeah. Same with the monk. Monk was, monk had scaling issues. I'm, I'm not clear if they, that means they scaled poorly or they were just crazy overpowered at higher levels, but. That happens a lot with monks in RPGs. Yeah. So anyway, Serg, uh, let's talk clerics. All right. Let's see. Uh, overall thoughts. You Clerics give you a pretty good variety, especially in the domains, basically letting you choose what kind you want. Uh, I thought the domain system was really cool. I mean, like, one way you could do it when you're building your character is basically coming up with your own god that you're a cleric of, and be like, oh, it, it's the god of blank and blank and the third thing. And now I have my cleric powers picked, and it's mm -hmm. pretty cool. And I picked mine based on what the character's background was, which we did not get into a lot of, and I will be keeping somewhat quiet, just in case we do ever use them again. Right. Uh, what was that? What? Nothing. Okay. Right. Um, anyway, no, uh, but the domains were a great bit of customization. These spells, I don't know if a larger list is being prepared, but... Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Given, given what was in the playtest document, I had most of the first level spells, and... They, you know, you're, you're kind of limited at the range we were on that, but it makes sense yeah. early on. Yeah, I, that, that was something with, like, every caster, like, uh, uh, at the second level, you, you're going to get another first level spell. So you'll have, I think, all but one. Yeah. Pretty much all of you. I believe I had everything but two, yes. Yeah. And, but, you know, again, assuming there will probably be a slightly larger list, probably around 
10 or so per level, not bad. Maybe a little less. I think there were about yeah. six or seven in there right now. And I had four or five by the end of the playtest. Uh, at level two, I think you're supposed to have five. Yes, that sounds right. I'm checking my sheet elf.txt right now to confirm <laughs> this. Well, in, in any case, you had a clear majority, which uh, yeah. seemed to limit your... You weren't picking what you had. You were, like, picking the one you didn't have. Basically. Um, yeah. I had an interesting set of skills, and the problem is that a lot of the time I was not able to use them clearly. So, oh? well, is, is that a me thing, or...? Well, or? some of that was just my poor rolling. Like... The illusion okay. domain, as I kept trying, you'd see me take a quick action rounds where I had a spare one to roll a d20, and I had a trick die I could give to an ally before my next turn to replace their roll on a 20. The problem is, I Can kept... you also boring. give it to an enemy, or am I remembering that way wrong? I think I remember that. I believe that it only said ally, but let me check the documents... And on the other hand, um, what else is that? I look these up. I'm looking over the character sheets. Yeah, I straight up. I did actually end up using all of my spells by the end. The background. Uh, here's a question. Okay. This is something that I wasn't sure came up or not. Did you ever use divine intercession? The uh, thing that lets you reuse dailies after a certain point in the fight, depending on the escalation die. Um, because that that was a new mechanic added to the second round playtest. I know. I think I may have overlooked that in the document. Oh. So that's my bad, Pelgrane Press. Um. <laughs> no. What? Let me see if. Well, I'm at cleric right now. Uh, God damn it! This new monitor means all my PDFs are stupidly huge. You scroll better. Uh, what in the hell was I even looking up to begin with? Um, that's right. Uh, you were looking up your uh, illusion domain? Yes, your, I was checking your trick the die. illusion domain and the trick die. Uh, my class domains. That's, that's also something that I'm assuming will be better done in the finish. But looking around for these bloody things is kind of a pain right now because they're in a few places, especially with feats. Okay. Yeah. Layout's a bit of a mess. Illusion. Um, no, you were right. It is ally or enemy. I could have used that a bit oh. more offensively. And yes, I had all but three first level spells by the end of this. Huh. And that's because I hadn't picked one for level two. Anyhow. So yeah, otherwise, um, I enjoyed that the Partial upgrade that I can't remember the name of right now because it has a specific name. Uh, incremental advance. Incremental advance. Thank you. That sounds much better than partial upgrade. And that actually allowed me to correct for any errors I had made or weaknesses in my character after certain mm -hmm. sessions. Like I'm gonna chime in to say that I really liked incremental advance too. That was something I really, yes. really did. One thing. Yeah. One more thing that we. I'm not sure if I made uh, explicit. Uh, in incremental advances, uh, you when you actually get the level for real, you're not stuck with that. Like if you took a certain feat, like as an incremental advance, when it 
when you become actually level two, you can swap that out for a different level two feat. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. It is pretty cool. So it's if you want to use it for something like your next level spells or your next level feats, it's sort of a try before you buy thing, which is another nifty effect of it. But That's yes, cool. um, overall, yeah, most of my domains, partially due to my own error, now I learn, were generally just background things or stuff that did not come into play much. You know, all my attacks doing holy damage didn't really affect things. Uh, if, if you would have critted those skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I think I think something like that happening only on a crit is a little too uh, yeah. unreliable for something that's so, like... Hyped definitive, damage? Yeah. Definitive as something like setting a plant monster on fire, but... Yeah, for for something as integral to, like, a lot of the games that 13th Age is based on, uh, yeah. as, like, type damage and elemental weaknesses, it's really, really underplayed in the game as it stands now. Yeah, I think it could be just made to be, like, the opposite of a weakness. Like, the vendor has to roll, like, not to be double damaged, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that'd be just, cool. Like, roll yeah, just, a hard save uh, like, against... It would be a vulnerability 16 up instead of a, a, a resistance 5 and up or 6 and up, you know? Oh, that'd be cool, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I was thinking it could also expand your uh, crit chance like a lot of ranger oh, and rogue powers do. That would be good, too. But, anyway... That's that's something I thought of just now on the spot. That one didn't make it in a playtest uh, feedback. Sorry, guys. It happened. Um, so, yeah, anything else, Serg, or do you want to answer the final question? Would you play Kaelin or another cleric again? Um, I don't think I have anything else offhand, and I would decidedly stick with Kaelin, partly because I like the character I created there, and... Well, hell, if I didn't like Kalen, I probably would have spoiled the stuff that I that didn't come out about him just now. Um, <laughs> Why did you just go into Kalen's accent a minute ago? Like, at the start of your sentence, you started speaking Kalen's accent for a minute. I've been speaking in Navarone's accent yeah. this entire time. Yeah. You've been speaking in Navarone's yeah. accent for your whole life. That's right. I'm actually Navarone. Uh, That's not entirely true. He had to hit puberty yeah. first. Uh, yeah, before that, I sounded like this. Can you tell the difference? Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, all right. I have a question for another question for Sir Gak. Hit me. Uh, what? How do you like actually playing in the game for a change? I play in a Damn. game relatively often. It's just not recorded. Really? Yeah. Are, do anyone we know? Are you are you hanging out with a bad crowd, Sir? No, <laughs> I just <laughs> I just randomly do one shots and other things. That's all. Uh, okay. I I don't oh, I see. whole campaigns very often. Just doing one shots sure. for money. I see. Yeah. It's not a good life, sir. Wait, uh, another one I forgot. Uh, healing. As a cleric, what did, what did you think of healing? Your your abilities, your ability to keep everyone else on their feet. Did you feel effective in that clerical domain? Uh, quite well. I actually think I only used the heal spell once, but you get cure wounds for free as any cleric, and I took a feat to improve its range. So that basically kept us going a lot of the time. Right. I mean, at first level, I'm pretty sure clerics are the only ones who really have healing to speak of. Yes. Like, I, I know you, you bards mentioned you'll get it eventually, but 
but oh, I think yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, what were you gonna say? You think what? I said I, I think that's something I prefer from fourth edition is that healing is spread out a lot. So yeah, you me too. Uh, among a lot of classes, like you've got uh, bards at first level, warlords, uh, all all those guys. Yeah, like bards were because I mean they had it as a uh, twice per combat class feature from first level. Right. And it was just it was nice and it was reliable and like it, in this at like level three. I'll get one song that I can only use, you know, once, and then after combat it might recharge. Um, mm-hmm. And that gives temp HP and then, like, might heal. Oh, it, does, it, it gives temp HP and then does heal, but it heals for, like, a little bit based on recoveries. That's but, that's another thing. For what it's worth, and part of this is the skills I took out of the first-level spells, but I only had two spells I could use more than once a day. Javelin of Faith was an at-will, and Cure Wounds could be used twice per battle, but everything else was a daily. Yeah, Good I didn't even... have that Divine Intercession. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. I didn't even have an at-will. Like, I, I just had my, my basic attacks, and then I had songs that were, in, uh, that were like, daily kind of things that would um, recharge after combat if I rolled high enough. No, yeah, right. But even having just one like at will power that like did a thing would I think have have felt a lot more useful maybe. Uh, I was about to say something, but I'm sure it'll come to me. Uh, who? <laughs> hey, Dra- Drackle. Let's right. talk about wizardry. Okay. What you think of it? It's a game series that has been running for many years. Japan latched onto it years ago and gave it a new life when it died out in the West. Then they made an MMO. Okay, let's talk about being a wizard in the 13th age. Okay. How, how did you like being a wizard? In the- I enjoyed playing a wizard in 13th age. Did you know? <laughs> You're really useful, Jekyll. Thank you for participating <laughs> in this feedback session. Damn it. Specifically. Um, I enjoy playing a wizard because uh, I don't usually play the spellcasting class. Did I enjoy playing a wizard um, by Drackle? I pretty much always play sword, sword mans. I was so, really expecting you to be the ranger again, honestly. I, like, mm-hmm. I made my pre-made ranger. I, I called him Elfernon, if you remember. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, you, you got a whole big toolbox you're not used to having. Uh, what did you think of that? Yeah, it, it was nice. Although I should, I'd say that wizards at first level feel somewhat underpowered. Really? Although I think that is probably in keeping with uh, the more classical RPG uh, mindset. Because, I mean, I never played old D&D, but from what I understand, the whole point of spellcasters was that they didn't start out really good, but if they survive long enough to get to high level, they were unstoppable. Pretty much. And that's kind of interesting to me. Although, to be fair, I did uh, actually destroy a lot of stuff <laughs> at level one. So. You, you definitely had your moments to shine in mm-hmm. blazing energy bolts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I somehow missed when you said that we could rename stuff for bonuses. Uh, so. that's... Oh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, well, you, you rename it to get a bonus in my heart, but I think you're referring to oh. the, the Dying Earth Magic uh, class feature. Is that what you're talking about? 
I don't know. Because oh, I said I missed it. <laughs> yeah, that's something uh, Scarlet didn't have specifically, but it's a wizard option that I, I really like, wherein you, you make up a ridiculous convoluted name for a spell straight out of Vance's Dying Earth uh, books. And if, if it entertains people at the table... You, you get a bonus on the, the effect of the spell. That's I don't think I'm familiar with this. The Dying Earth or just this rule? None of it. Like, Dying Earth. Dying Earth oh. is what we live on every day. Okay, um, Jack Vance wrote a series of fantasy novels known as The Dying Earth. Spellcasting was actually a pretty big deal in that you had, you know, a big thing you had to memorize. <laughs> well, Here, you, uh, I found 500 random spell names. Okay. The internet's a wonderful thing. Uh, so the, I've heard the phrase just, fancy just look over these and and giggle. And the, these are the sort of things. All right, uh, I'd heard the term fancy and magic before, but I never right. really know what it meant. All right. Uh, also, uh, epic spell words of the battle wizards duel at Mount Skull's fire. I take it. take those spell names and and take out the like uh, I... death metal paint on the side of a van flavor, and that's <laughs> fancy and magic names. I really need to get epic stuff. It's so good. A goose's bereft florist. <laughs> oh my god, this is wonderful. Can we just take a break and read these? Uh, uh, we'll music we'll, plays we'll get to it. Um, so, uh, let's see, what else? But um, I'm trying to remember your uh, feedback, Drac. I'll have something to talk about. Um, <laughs> were you ever overwhelmed by the amount of choices you have or the complexity um, of the class? Because Wizard was at the top of the complexity chart. I mean, I mean, I did have moments where I was like, wait, this, this doesn't work as I thought it did. With the sleep spell specifically, I thought it was just every enemy that had less than this amount of HP. Uh, I didn't catch that you had to add it up. Right. So that was where I, one place where I got confused. Um, well, was there ever a moment when you're like, oh, let's see, I, I could use this spell, or I could use uh, expend this as a ritual, or I could try something from my cantrips or my, I, oh, I have the utility slot. Or, like, did you ever have a sort of um, choice paralysis like that as a wizard? I think not really, but the, the, the closest I got to that was when I would have to say, do I need to hit it absolutely right now, or can I afford to take a chance with a better attack? That's the sort of the magic missile choice, I guess. Um, really, I would say that there, I, there were not as many choices as I would have liked, because um, a lot of the first level wizard, you have like two spells or three spells that actually damage things, and one of them is a daily. Right. And uh, the rest of them are all effects, like I can charm person or cast sleep, and it's kind of like I never swapped out my powers at all. Uh-huh. Because because you were trying to be like a damage wizard, kill, killing well, that, and, well, it's, it's it's hard because I don't want to. It, it's it's hard to make that choice of do I put this spell in here that only works outside of combat because that's taking up a slot that I could use for something in, that I could use in battle. It's mm-hmm. I mean I don't want like I don't intentionally like try to be straight like only battle spell wizard it's just i just think toward a big boss fight where oh no i didn't put my daily on there because i had charm person instead (laughs) 
Well, oh, here's it another would be great thing. if you tried to charm Svedgar. That'd be amazing. <laughs> it, um, the, sorry, I, I was saying another thing is that um, with like choosing between utility, like out of combat powers and then in combat powers, is that it's just easier to come up with applications for in combat powers. So sure, sometimes man, it can just be yeah. the, the tempting, the tempting like, route because it's the like you know when you're going to use that, like you know how you're going to use it. And that's just obvious. Whereas but in some cases, it's like like charm person that straight up says cannot be used in combat. So I'm like, well, why would I ever use this then? Because <laughs> you like, really like Amelia for a bad? lot. Oh. No, is that the creepy old guy? No, 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 that was the gal. She was the wizard oh. militant who was quite militant. What was the oh, creepy whoa, old guy? Fan fiction. <laughs> well, who could the great? Thrill of a battle. What need do I have for anything? I, I almost feel like it would be better to have a separate spell book for like combat and out of combat spells. That could be interesting. Because um, I like I don't try to be that guy, but it is really hard to go to just. I feel like I'm wasting a slot that could save my life in battle. Right. Okay, snake. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Final question: Would you play? Would you continue playing Scarlet and or another wizard in further games? Most likely, I will play Scarlet for the rest of time because that's how I am at D and D. Bad news. <laughs> I made three characters, and I will never use anyone else. Same, but with two. Oh, uh, you I've made two characters, made? Rip Slamby Boulder. Actually, one thing since, since we're talking about wizards, I'm just gonna put this in magic in general. I like how they encourage you to reskin exactly how magic works. Like, uh, they, they give examples. One of the designers, I think it's Rob Heinsu, not the other one, uh, re really likes making his magic just like binding uh, spirits to do your will. And I think that is, that's pretty cool. And that's I just cool. shoot, I just shoot about fire. concept for magic, though, Ironicus? Uh, well, I'm... In a minute, but I want to say that, like, when I was walking home from work today, I was, you know, thinking about things we talk about dur during this call, and that idea struck me like as a great idea for a character. Just basically play D and D Prospero, like all of your just reskin all of your spells. It's like, oh, I chained one really awesome spirit who's doing everything for me. <laughs> I would so love to play that, that character. You want to play? You're saying you want to play? Uh, what was that anime? No, no, Prospero from the Tempest. Not, not an anime. No, 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 no. No, there was an anime about people. I who don't care if there was an anime. About it was it. Like, Ironicus. Are you talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? anime no. from being in his game. Are you saying they ought to add stands to Thirteenth Age? Yes. <laughs> because that would be awesome, but not oh, in the Shaman that... King. That's what it was. Oh God! Oh, I thought you had really loved like, Shaman King. It was like Digimon, but with ghosts. I know what Shaman King is. It was like fighting Fudons, but with ghosts. I know entirely. And I warned you, Ironicus. And we thought this would work without Wolf Shirt. Whoops. No, nope, well, we got um, one half of the child. Has everyone talked about well, their class except Allie, who's missing at the time? Correct. I'm okay. trying. Also, to... also, as a, I guess, as a final thought, I thought it was not neat that my character was able to be involved in directly in the 
stuff at the tower due to yes. connection to the right page. That is something that I was going to bring up later when we talk about our game specifically, but while it's on my mind, I'll do it now. Uh, reading through a lot of the feedback, I realized that I need to be listening to you guys more, and you need to be telling me what exactly you are and aren't enjoying. Because I had no idea that just like that throwaway paragraph in the uh, playtest adventure you, you enjoyed so much and it resonated with you. And I, I, I like that. I want to know that so I can do more things like that in the future. Uh, you know what would make our game really fun would be yeah. if you uh, supplied us all with uh, Luminati pizzas for every game. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah, that would be great. I'd be bankrupt in a month. <laughs> but it'd be, think things. how happy your players would be. <laughs> I'm still not touching That's... them. They send me the damn catalogs because of y'all, but I'm not touching them. Uh, so, uh, nothing that doesn't have cockroaches in it. <laughs> no, so anyway, no uh, caramel, let's no talk Chicago. about, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the, uh, some, some of the other mechanics in general. Um, backgrounds. Did you guys enjoy the background system? Hell yeah. yeah. Quite a bit. Although the background I, system is probably I like the, the single best system. That was something that I did enjoy about this, this, this system. I thought that I thought that ultimately a lot of it a lot of its use depends on the DM and how much they'll allow certain things. Like I can see a lot of DM that is much harder than you ironicus making the system completely unenjoyable by saying, You're an X, you would never know anything about X, that's implausible. <laughs> or like being incredibly well, The thing is that the system details. tries to discourage that type of DMing. The it idea does, is that but you, the, you well know. the idea is that it's not just the player who makes their backgrounds, it's kind of your, your backgrounds are all collaborative efforts, kind of. Like, you, mm -hmm. yeah. you come up with your backgrounds, you exchange them with the, with the DM or the GM or whoever you want to say it, and you both kind of say, like, um, this is the utility I want to get out of this. Well, that mm -hmm. could be improved, mm -hmm. that seems very narrow, or alternatively, yeah. that is way, way, way too broad and maybe I, you want to fix I it a see, little. So yeah, I have an, yeah. all I was trying to say is that I have a positive opinion of it, but that could be greatly changed if the DM was crap. Yeah. Here's the a, thing. A bad DM can make any game a bad game. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that here's, part in particular seems vulnerable to bad DMs. Yeah. Basically, 13th Age has done a pretty good job, I think, of trying to, ah, oh, my cat is probably going to be loud for a second. Uh, but, okay, 13th Age is a very, like, They've done a lot to kind of get rid of that whole rules lawyer mentality in the rule book. But you're always going to have rules lawyers, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we're all... Okay, this reminds me what you were saying a second ago. Uh, one thing I'd like to do, if we pick this game up again, I'd like us all to retool our characters, even the ones that we're keeping, and do that collaborative thing. where we're And also... There's that blog post I keep linking. I can't remember what it's called, but the guy's blog page, it's very white and simple. And he did that awesome thing on, like, uh, basically uh, advising people to make up backgrounds by saying, okay, what are the skills you want to have? Then uh, how did your character acquire these skills in their life experience? Oh. And what uh, interpersonal connections did they make dur during that life experience? See, like I never that. thought about that, and I like that. I... I love that. I wish they take this guy's like blog language and just put that in the final game. Like this, he he did something very similar for um, the one unique thing. I don't know if you've all read it. I have, and uh, and I love that blog post as well. Um, 
I had to read that as well. But yeah, I, I want to do that collaborative thing and turn it into also because you know your backgrounds and your one unique thing define the world. It would also be a a world building sort of thing session. Uh, okay. The part uh, that I had thought about that I thought was pretty cool, actually, from what you just said, is um the kind of connections that they made. Right. Like their their overall cumulative experience in that job and like how it has affected them and how it will continue to affect them mm-hmm. just from having that background. That's really I didn't really think about that and that's really cool. Like, going going back to this blog post, one thing he mentions is instead of uh, just having a straight thievery skill, one of his players took like uh, chief of the thieves guild in some city. I forget which. So not only will that obviously mean she's a, a paragon of thievery, but also has all kinds of connections in the city and is adept at managing large groups of people who may not enjoy being managed. You know, uh-huh. all these sort of other skills that come with it. useful for our group. And it still yeah, doesn't really. come off as power gaming the system, even though you have all these skills rolled in. It just means, you know, that's who that character is. Right. It's stuff that you would expect a character with that kind of life experience to have. And, I mean, in the in maybe in the terms of an RPG, I mean, that might seem a little overpowered, but when you think about it, it's the most realistic. Right. Because, I mean, even though this is a D&D descendant, it's as at least as much about telling stories as it is about, yes. you know, killing monsters and stealing their things. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it depends a bit from game to game, but well, yeah, but I mean, that's that's clearly the intent. That's the design goal. Some so... people there are, there are people who like to play D and D just just to like literally just to get an encounter some five people and don't like to do anything else or even well, role play. Isn't the game for them? That is probably that's probably not the market. Like that baffles me. People who do that, I do not <laughs> understand them. They they like why are you doing that? I probably would. I mean. There's plenty of games that you can play out there that are just like, you know, combat stuff. Like they're, Final and they call them board tactics. games. Uh, yeah, war oh. games would be great for them. Yeah, uh, honestly, just just using fourth edition as a combat sim would be great for that. Yeah, totally. Um, <sighs> I don't know. But this is a role playing game, and it makes no mistake of that. I like My that. role is a man that fights and does nothing else. I'll tell you, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. What really we're talking about this now. What oh. really caught me off guard. I'm sorry, I don't mean to talk over anybody. Go, go. Like the the first the thing that made me really realize that I was in for something exciting was when someone did something and you said, "All right, now now tell me about it." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, what? that's good." <laughs> like, Uh-oh. someone. Well, yeah. Thank, thank you. Well, so, I yeah. I guess I should <laughs> mention that you know when I was reading your playtest feedback, it was equally it was. It was as much feedback on me running the game as it was them writing the game, and I was very flattered. Thank you. I feel like you did a very good job. The first time you did that, I was like, oh, fuck, he called my bluff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Okay, Uh, this came up. Damn it, I have to change my name again. Next unique uh, feature, specifically a very unique one. One unique thing. What do you guys think of that? That was kind of neat. I liked how although mine never came up, really. Yeah, that I was going to say that. I kind of forgot about it. To be I, think our, I think our thing needed to be longer and a little bit more well, customized for that to come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if you're running like the uh, the built, like the pre-made campaign type thing, the preview right. stuff, then it 
yeah, I mean, that stuff's not really going to come up as much because it's not really... The whole idea about One Unique Things is that they're kind of hooks for the DM to hang, you know, story bits off of. And for if you. I had more time, I could have made a, more, a bit more, like, elf-human strife for uh, for Margaret and, and also Bride, but um, I, I got Margaret's character sheet so late into it, it was kind of too late. Uh, but, you know, there, there's always the next adventure, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, Allie is here. You can join at any time. I'm about to type that. Hey there. Okay. Hey. Uh, Sorry about that. Let's double, hey. um, we're we're going to keep on talking. I'm going to double back to your stuff specifically in a while. Give you some time to settle in. Is that okay? That's cool, yeah. All right. I try to be accommodating. Um, <laughs> we're in the middle of talking about one unique thing. Anyone have more to say? I had trouble kind of coming up with a good one, but I'm... Yeah. I think after playing a little bit, it'll be easier to kind of go back and say, all right, this is what I want it to be. Yeah, I hope you, know, you don't mind, but I was going to call out yours as one that I think would need work if we It does. Go ahead. It definitely does. Um, on the other hand, Allie, yours, I love your one unique thing. It's one thing that's very unique about you, about Bride. And yeah, that's it, true. It also colors in uh, our world and makes it different from the sort of blank canvas of the default 13th age world like uh, so, uh, her one unique thing was that uh, she was the daughter of both a human and elven noble so that tells me that that tells uh, like a big story yeah yeah that apparently there is some political going on between humans and elves and they needed uh, that sort of blood alliance at a time say 24 six 35 years ago, you know, however old Bride is. 20-some years ago, yeah. 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 Uh, and it also means that, you know, this is just some elf noble and some human noble. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of independence, you know, like the, the Dragon Emperor and Elf Queen aren't absolute tyrants. You know, there, there are fiefdoms with their own independent um, uh, agency. In the world, you know, there, there's a lot of information just coming from that one unique thing, and you know, she's the only one in the world. Now, to, just sorry to pick on you, Nate, but you know, is angry. Yeah. I, not I, necessarily I, unique. I put. Now, I, I love he, Rip yeah. as a character, but as a he one unique a thing, is angry doesn't quite cut it in the I same way. Let's let's be up. entirely honest. Mine probably needs a bit of tweaking too. I can't even remember yours off the top of my head. I don't know if that's an indictment or it's just me being, yeah. me being dense. Um, what is your one unique thing? Uh, food. He had actually <laughs> fled the community he grew up in as a youth for shady reasons. Yeah, that seems like something that would happen in any adventuring world a lot. Yeah. I mean, like what, one thing, yeah. one joke I came up with about... Um, uh, rips was that if needing anger management is a unique thing in the world, like I'm, I'm basically running Candyland, oh, <laughs> like, or, or small, not Smallville, Pleasantville. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Minority Report, the game. I, I could run Marvel, but um, <laughs> let's see. One yeah. thing I love, I don't know if any of you are going to come up with it. The experience system, aka the lack thereof. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing is great. You just, you know, you play four even strength encounters or so, you get a full heal up. Four full heal ups, you get a level. It's so simple, and it makes the resource... Makes the resource management of dailies and recharges and recoveries just same across the board. No 15-minute adventuring day or whatever. It, <laughs> I love it. I love that system. Anyone else have anything to say about it? Uh, yeah, whatever. I believe it actually works pretty, pretty well good. as a general guideline. I could see maybe tweaking it if you play more sporadically or changing it up a bit if you have your groups go on longer adventures or... Less right. combat-heavy setups, but mm-hmm. it's a uh, good baseline, and given the framework of the rest of the game itself, um, you know, I think it's solid and adaptable. I think part of it needs more fine-tuning in that I haven't quite found the sweet spot in encounter design for you guys. Uh, one problem, I mean, Sort of there's... Zerg things, yes. There's there's seven of you, so you have a you have a big gang up bonus. Even though there isn't a mechanical bonus for ganging up, like you're getting seven turns off yeah. in a round. That adds up. So that adds up. I, I think I've got a sort of. I, I think the number I want to aim for is multiplying encounter difficulty by one point two five, one and a quarter to sort of. That's where I'm going to start with. There was also that gang up rule that I suggested the other day. Was oh, that oh is that like if a if, more if a target people... is certain uh, surrounded to a certain degree, then you guys start tripping over each other and taking minus yeah, two. Like, yeah, I like that. Which is something from Brick Wars. Because <laughs> yeah, the, I think if there's anything that's great about this game, it's how many non D and D games it references in the text. Brick Wars would definitely be an addition. <laughs> Um, written in crayon by me. Icons. What do you guys think of icons? One thing I'll say before you answer is that a lot of you, uh, you, you were pretty evenly split between people who wanted to use icons more and people who thought it was okay. The the, the amount of times we used them. Probably could I have used it's... a few more. I thought that icons were were pretty good. Okay, like I liked the idea of having these. Uh, I guess. They like they, they had a they they were a good way to create like a, a common link to the world for each yeah. character like straight off, just to have some kind of connection. But on the other on the other hand, they were kind of constraining. Like I felt, I I don't know. I felt odd with just having having to make having to pick three and having to set up a specific relationship and not being able to expand like like it always having to. To be free and it all is having to be these characters. Oh, yeah. and like you've only ever had experience with three things ever, no matter who you are. Yeah, like um, oh. I know, I know. Well, why it's it was it's like not that. so much that you've only had experience with them; it's that you've only uh, have <coughs> you only have experience that would give you an advantage. You you only have uh, an experience that comes with utility for three of them. So that sort of. Like you yeah, could have traveled the whole world and encountered everything, but you really only have that expertise yeah. with three points worth. That, that tripped me up initially reading through it, yeah. I thought yeah. it was like, okay, what three do you have close personal relationship with, or what three do you know of? Or I was having a hard time like, yeah, placing it. I thought it. it was like, like you, uh, one you'd met, or one you were like the secret. Up, 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 up. 
What in, Are the, you okay? what in the hell? Are you okay? Are you okay? Sorry. Um, what just happened? Are you okay? I, I was I was I was eating something as I was talking, and I choked a little. Maybe you should. I want to point out I was the, I am no longer the closest to death on these podcasts. Just wait a week, okay? Just... I, Damn. I apologize to our audience for having to hear that. Um, but what was I saying? Uh, yeah, I fell into the same trap of class. I thought that you had to have a personal relationship with these characters and be like yeah. their secret yeah. brother or something. <laughs> and yeah, while I thought it could have been interesting, I also, I also thought that would have been really constraining. I thought it was mostly useful as a good way to like connect yourself to the world that's already established a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it was good. It, I thought it was good, more of a good role playing aid and more of a role playing progressor than something that I would ever use as like a mechanical bonus. Right. Yeah. the The way I looked at it was kind of a combination oh, and... of both the deity system and like a political system, where yeah. you kind of you're kind of by by setting up those those relationships. What you're doing is kind of pledging, you know, allegiance or, or whatever to to certain um, leaders. Well, at the same time, uh, some of them are almost like deistic figures, like the priestess, for example. It's a mm-hmm. kind of a religious um, yeah. following. And so I kind of looked at it more that way, where it has nothing to do with like I, you know, my character has never met any of these characters and, and may never or, you know, if it yeah. does, it's way down the line, which I know it's like epic tier stuff is that kind of thing. But um, certainly if you want to shank one, I, I would not recommend that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was the way I looked at it. It's just like my character has had absolutely no actual interaction with them, but may have, you know, gotten on a faction's nerves from doing so much of this, or right. may completely disagree with how this faction functions and is therefore like politically like outspoken against them, and therefore, you know, there's bad blood and hates them, stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I add another thing to that? Sure. Uh, like I was saying, I think it works more with the role-playing side of the game than the mechanical one and i thought that the chart that they had like how many points you could put into whichever of the three complex or positive negative and complicated like you can only have one negative with an evil icon and all that kind of stuff i just no, I, like i think the I just, on all of them was two but yeah i no, it was different for all of them yeah it, it was, was different for each two, no so. but i mean like the the cap was always two or three for each of the nine squares i think no, for some it was one. Really? Like, yeah. You can only have one positive with an evil icon. So oh, I just, yeah. Like, that's that's kind I just of skip, I just skipped over that page entirely. Yeah. So I didn't the purpose of that because I always thought that, like, however many points you had in it would be the magnitude of the relationship and it would be as simple as that without... It is. Real... It is. Yeah. So but for really... some... They, they cap it... I guess the, the reason they gave was story purposes. Like, you're being a hero. You would not be... Oh that tight with, with, you know... An, Does, like, it not allow for villainous characters at all? I, like, have, I have the chart right here. You can have... There is a sidebar that says, hey, if you guys want to play uh, uh, an evil campaign, just flip the chart around. Yeah. And yeah. now now you can't be buddy-buddy with the priestess anymore. That makes sense. But Plaz was right. <laughs> God. Uh-huh. Uh, Oh, and man. that's our time. No, never. Help! Um, <laughs> I've just been electrocuted. Anyway, as I was oh, saying, plasma right, you can put one point negative with a hero, one point positive with a villain, but it yeah. doesn't mirror well in that it's two point cap on 
negative with a ambiguous or villain and minus uh, one on conflicted with villain. So you can go full three with the good guys pretty much all the time, but not vice versa. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't like that chart so much. Yeah, can we just that's why I skip. That's that's one of the things that if it even if it stays in the final version we'll be skipping. Kinda like uh natural one means rerolling your attack against your ally. Because we're that rules. We already uh, hate each other enough. We don't need any help. Yeah. Yeah, I was kinda <laughs> shocked Mark Actually, and I didn't come to blows. What? Uh, well, we almost did. There, there was the time I tried to shoot you in the leg, but then I couldn't. That's true. Like we, we came perilously close to coming to blows, but didn't quite. Speaking that's, of that shooting into uh, melee rule, the reason I gave in my feedback is uh, that um, I think it's a very strangely antagonistic rule. Uh, it's just something that it seems to me like the DM being out for the player's blood in a game that it's otherwise so very collaborative. And also, as just from the mechanics point of view, it, it really discourages um, using your ranged attacks. Right. Which is funny because whenever I already had the discouragement, like as a bard, <laughs> use, use melee for these flexible battle cries, I'm like, okay. So then it was like, if that rule was in place, it's like, then just don't even bother ever using this crossbow you brought along because it, well, I guess I'll just if you, if you miss, crossbow. you'll hit your allies and it's just like, oh. Yeah, even if, you know, it's, it's only 5% of the time and you still have to re-roll, so you might even miss again, still, no, just don't. It's yeah, terrible. it's just kind of... Um, so that's... Anyone have anything else to say about icons? Uh, I thought it was weird that they didn't... They, like, the icons are all so vague and unelaborated. Like, none of them have real names. None of them have, like, backstories. I guess that's all meant to be up to the DM. There was like, a section of the manual where they gave, like, examples of it being filled in, like... One yeah. of the example priestesses was that it's a new young priestess who's unsure of herself. And another well, one where she's specifically with the arch. With some the of them arch- were very specific characters, like the archmage and the lich. Yeah, and the diabolist, especially. That would like, all be a like the female who dude. travels around summoning devils and. Yeah, 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 like I would expect some of them seemed more fitting to being abstract characters, or positions than others. Yeah, I think with the archmage specifically, they it's <sighs> they said pretty clearly that it's. It's it's more like a position that is filled rather than a person, right? Like Although it takes a very pirate. very special person to fill the position. The dread wizard. Yeah, like there's never going to be another lich king, is there? Like it's always going to be that no. dude. What if Navarone is the next lich king? What if he's, he's the real lich king friendly. all along and he just there must always be no, a lich king. Nobody says the lich king has I, to be a jerk. I, I got to there. <sighs> said it. I swear, like uh, no, Navarone's just gonna. Maybe the one Go into the Lich King's yeah. chambers and all he's going to find is a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, anyway, I've got... And then he um, pretends to cry, but he doesn't really care because it's me. Hi. I've, uh, I've got a lot of like brainstormed ideas for you know personalized campaign-specific icons. Like one, I'm just, one of my favorites, I'm just going to drop on you now. Hey, spoilers, dudes. I've been thinking of like a long running campaign thing where the archmage basically has magic alzheimers <laughs> and uh all all of his 
attendants are following all these increasingly bizarre instructions because they can't tell what's you know real necessary ritual. They can't tell that apart from his degrading mind. And so the king has magic OCD. And that's why his invasion is taking so long because everything has to be. <laughs> he's too busy straightening the. Yes, the he's too busy on a rug. And yeah. so, so basically, that the world is going deeper and darker into ruin, but people can't tell why because they don't know which ones are helping and which things are hurting and which are doing nothing at all. Yeah, uh, making all the icons flawed is definitely a good step to making a more interesting world. It it helps because it's made pretty clear that these are people who are out in the world. It's not like. Gods in another system where they're just sort of making the crusader kind of an idiot. (laughs) He's just—he's just Simon Belmont from Captain N. Yeah, this is pulls out a mirror and looks at himself all day. He's actually just Mega Man from Captain N. Uh, one more thing I have to say about uh, icon relationships is I really like how the die work is sort of a wild card skill that you can just use for pretty much any like. You're stuck in a city and you need information and you personally have no way to get it until I think, well, I mean, this place is pretty big and I know a lot about um, Prince of Shadows so I can get in with the local Thieves Guild and they should know everything. So I'm just going to roll that and like it's just a little... Um, Swiss Army knife for your character you've always got. And, and I it's like especially fun whenever you roll a five. Yes. Hey, Ironicus. Yeah? Talking about all this and your campaign ideas, uh, we have to keep playing because I really yeah. want to. Yeah, totally. We're going to. We're good. Um, I see. Are there any brings. unique uh, things to 13th Age I haven't, we haven't talked about? Uh, I, f- I feel like there's something you really wanted to say, but I can't remember it. Something will just remember. We could talk about the battle stuff now. That's yeah, cool. let's talk about engage. How do you guys like the oh. much more abstract motion? Uh, I know. I big news. I'm engaged. Well, to be honest, I was <laughs> saving myself for somebody special, but now I'm betrothed to like 13 <laughs> goblins. <laughs> and they're all dead. Uh, I know one yeah. thing uh, Poor Weather had Times to say Widow, about engagement the 13th age. was uh, that you felt like your your ability to go uh, uh, at you know far distance you know beyond nearby was hampered and you know that that's that's my fault um, so, so sorry about that um, I felt that like uh, I don't know it's, it's it seemed like kind of um, like, you remember that time when I was being chased by a goblin around the town at the very end of the first session? Yeah. I felt like there was no, like, indication of if he was going to catch up to me or what speeds we were capable of going at. Or, like, I didn't feel, like, I didn't feel any, uh, any real sense of, like, if I was going to get away from him or if he was going to get away from me. There's no real indication of how good your character is at running. I guess maybe you take it off a dex check, but, you know, it's, uh... It seems a little odd in some contexts. Okay. Uh, does anyone else? I enjoyed it. One thing I would like to see, I'd like to try going gridless, like completely mapless. Yeah, that was, I was just thinking that. Just not even open up game table, just all of us sit here. Just just once, well, just to see how it goes. Roll dice. Know, I'll maximize the mechanics window then. Having yeah. game table helps me, I uh, think, helps me help. Okay. It helps 
That's yeah, like if, if you just yeah, I I kind of need something visual. Okay, we, we, we just uh, if there's like sixty goblins and I, I'm not gonna remember. I'm gonna hold my attention span. You can buy a four dollar commission for me every. Yeah, like off. even even <laughs> when I, you play D and D on like a tabletop, you still like have little figures. Right. That you put you, down. you just put like your gummy bears not, in a row, and then when well, you kill the mook, you eat the gummy bear. Delicious. Well, not, I can not, do that. not hey, not always though. I mean, well, most of the time. in in a lot of modern D and D and stuff, yeah. But I mean, like a long a long time ago when I played D and D with uh, a D and D second edition, um, it D and D. Well, there are I, people I mean, who play it with none. I mean, yeah, there are people who just do it all behind screens and everything. And yeah, pretty much. That requires it was just, a very a very special kind of coordination and sort of a focused well, the, game. The, the, yeah, I, I think the thing is, you, you might be um, making it sound worse in your head than it ends up actually being. Like having having done it, like I thinking about it again, like it does seem kind of kind of complicated. But honestly, like when you do it, you it's it's not really t- as long as somebody is keeping track of like on paper what's alive and what's not, then it's actually not really too much more difficult to oh. visualize it and then it's actually i i kind of like that um just because you kind of get your own visualization completely unhindered by like any visual aid what mm-hmm. is going on in the battle where people are standing and how that kind of works and it's it's at least at the very least it, it's interesting for the imagination it's a nice experiment but i also do prefer game table yeah. just because the uh tools that it adds to everything that that's really always suggesting it as as an experiment yeah. so if, if you know you guys don't want to do it we don't have to do it it's just i wonder what it would be like uh but for those groups that do play that way i think the uh abstract distances would be really good for those groups i think I found that way. sort of player would that, really enjoy it that format works a lot better with me in like at that point of, it's just sort of at that, that point it's just sort of play by post out. or chat Drackle. Yeah, let's just start LARPing. Sorry. Yeah, let's start LARPing. Okay, where, where do you want to be? Don't Drackle for talking over you. You do it all the time. I'm sorry, that was rude. I apologize, Drackle. I apologize for talking Wait, did over I, you. Did I really chastise you? I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were. You were like, Drackle. That's like, <laughs> suddenly the most polite ever. I don't actually remember saying that at all. Like, I have no memory of saying anything. <laughs> Let's go to the audio tape. In any case, you're making a point. I got been brain damaged by choking. Uh, what was my point? Oh, man. Uh, oh, no. You're saying something about distance, I think? Oh, man, I don't Equals know. Equals rate times time? Uh, distance. Um, distance? Yeah, I was saying that it's a lot easier to, to do it in, like, play-by-post or in chats than it is in terms of doing it you know, directly in that sense, I think. Yeah, like there's a, there was an IRC um, playtest the same day we first posted our, our audio. And it, still, it still hasn't been uh, cleaned up and uploaded. I haven't been able to read it, but I imagine, you know, nearby, far away, engaged worked really well in, in that IRC format. But we'll see. Uh, keep checking uh, almost pulp popculture.com. It'll be there eventually. So how so how long is it until the first 13th age LARP? <laughs> um, well, as soon as, soon as you guys today. get plane tickets to Chicago, we'll okay. all go to the park. We'll meet up I underneath told you, that no giant caramel, beach. no Chicago. 
What? Fine. You're on your diet. You can't go to Chicago. <laughs> you, you can't eat the city. I'm so sorry. All the fatty it must asses be kind of weird being like, a, being like a Lord DM. Like, you just stand there and with, like, some books. <laughs> do you, like, wear, yeah. do you so, wear a wizard hat or something? Like, Actually, you, know, you do have to wear a hat to... Just... I'm letting on too much about myself. Never mind. No, nope, yeah, tell me. I want to know. So anyhow, uh, Ali, let's talk about. Uh, oh yeah, rogues. Let's talk about rogues and bride. Okay. What, what did you think about rogues in general? How did you enjoy their mechanics? Um, like I'm the person who's probably the least out of everybody here. So, um, I kind of like the oddment. I mean, the momentum system they have is pretty interesting. Where right. if I get a hit, I can do more stuff with my skills. But then, like, if I miss or get... Or no, if I take damage, I lose it. And it's a little limiting in that factor. Right. At best, but... In a, in a more synergistic party, like, that's just... That's a way for, you know... It, it, it's an incentive to keep you mobile, and it's an incentive for your buddies to just crowd around you and shield your hits. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. But, like, in this group, pretty much everything will melt, so... I'm working on it, I swear. I know. <laughs> I statted up the next encounter. Uh, I, I'm getting you guys on that boat I mentioned a long time ago. What's a boat? It's a what? thing that floats on... The, it's like a car for rivers. What's a car? It's like a boat for streets. Oh, okay. <laughs> Street. No, What's it's your a car for rivers. Um... Miserable little pile of... Pins. Yeah. Uh, mm. Rogues have a lot of unique stuff. What did, did you think... What, what did you think of having a lot more background points for skills than everyone else? Oh, give me all your background <laughs> points. <laughs> Honestly, it made it kind of a little overwhelming, because it's like, I can do a lot with my character to describe that's what her. I want, that's what I want for my next feat, more background points. <laughs> that is a good feat. Like, imagine if a rogue took that feat and the thing that gives them a free... Uh, just five uh, just gonna take that feat every single level and uh, there falsify is a more and more of my past. There is a feat that gives you more background. Every, every, I, time, I know, I take, I'm just every time I take that feat, this is going to be Navarone's writing a book, falsifying more of his past. You can only have a, you can only have a plus five to your any given background, though. Yeah, but I can make up so much shit. <laughs> uh, other things. Um... Rogues are the only class at the moment that gets uh, actions, like interrupt actions, actions on other characters' turns. Mm-hmm. Was that something you had trouble keeping track of? Or was that uh, something that the rest of you missed having, coming I, from games where a lot of classes have that sort of thing? I didn't know that was a thing. I forget about interrupts anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, I think it came up once with my class, and that was only because I had a skill that would let me uh, half damage if I took it. Right. I should have been oh, interrupting kind of, more uh, with the trick die, but I screwed it up. Okay. This would be a good opportunity to talk about cheating. In, in, no, um, uh, Pretty sure uh, I had an interrupt, didn't I? The uh, thing where Scarlet just goes nope to a magic spell. Uh, oh yeah, counter counter spell. Yeah, <laughs> that, that also, that, that's also... Okay. I started to hijack the conversation, but that is also the thing I really enjoyed. I remember there being something in the rulebook saying that maybe it actually just meant to point out the rogues get a lot of them and everyone else gets it rarely, or maybe it was an outdated thing left behind from an earlier build. Well, they seem to be pretty geared to that kind of sort yeah. of stuff, right, Allie? Uh, 
Sure. Well, like she said, like she <laughs> said, it only came up once. All right, Ali. Uh, here's the the final question I've been asking everyone. Um, yeah. If we are to continue, would you continue playing Bride yeah. or another uh, Rogue? Do you like the Rogue enough to stick with it? Um, I like the Rogue enough to stick with it. I know, right. I know you really love Bride's character, and I kind of do too. But yeah, I, I think I'd stick with her. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> Is it okay if I say a thing that I happen to really like about Bride? You can say whatever you want. I liked the part where she just popped up behind him and just owned him in one turn. <laughs> Everybody liked it. Yo, you murked that guy. It was a lady, if you remember correctly. I liked the part where I tried to do that, but then she just climbed up the roof after me. And... <laughs> that was pretty slick. Um, so... Does anyone have any final thoughts on the game as a whole, or are we ready to talk about where we want to take the game from? Send me a paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) Commission me to do your cover. I guess this is where we'll either uh, cut... We'll we'll either cut the recording or just put up a big old spoiler (laughs) warning. We're talking about the future now. Uh, So what do you guys want to see? Hey listeners, you need a commission? Well, have I got a deal for you. Too late. (laughs) Too late, I cut the audio. Okay, what do you guys? What do you? What, what do you guys want to see? What we need is more product placements. <laughs> I want to yeah, see I feel, a. Eight. I feel like there wasn't enough Pizza Hut. We need. We need more Pizza Hut boxes. So, and yeah, I think all of our characters need to be sponsored by a uh, color. So you're saying ti- oh, we should be Tiger and Bunny? Oh no! Yes, Edgar that's exactly. Is attacking the Pizza Hut. Where are we going to get our Pizzolos? Sorry, Dracula, I can't hear you. I'm thinking about Tiger Bunny. Ironicus, you really need to smack down the anime more. There, there's my future comment. Okay. <laughs> Fuck them animes. In the future, there will be a typed damage called anime damage. Everyone is vulnerable to anime damage, and it crits automatically. You have been hit with the status effect. Fun fact, that's actually what around. So, um, like, I've... I've I want. I'm putting you guys on a boat. Where do you want the boat to go to? Like, um, let me just pull up my ocean. world map. What what sort of um, campaign are you guys looking for? Do you want to uh, have a lot? Do you want to delve in a bunch of dungeons? Do you want to be more political intrigue? Um, I think everyone I, hates political intrigue after my campaign. I, I think I would like a little bit of a break. From political intrigue okay. on a grand I, scale. Yeah. Well, my, pro- my proposal is like a traditional world traveling thing with uh, not that much connection between the scenes. If that's okay. Okay. Like it's some... okay to have some loose, like not really connected. Adventures. Yeah, like. I don't one... know. I like to have an overall narrative. I just don't like it to directly yeah. impact. It doesn't have to like, be I like, like, how, super... like you know, like having layers of narrative, like the big overarching goal, and then you go from one place to another, and in each well, little here. place you get to, there's like a mini adventure. Yeah, like and travel to is an excuse to visit. Can I? Can I give a really good example of how to illustrate that? Just simply think of like a lot of um, popular yeah, television, or specifically like children's <laughs> cartoons. Yeah, pretty much. Are you gonna think say like, Avatar: like, The Last Airbender here? Think of like Avatar: yeah, The Last sure Airbender. Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender. That was actually kind of the <sighs> thing. I was, but like, think of Dender like how and the last obviously episode. like there was there was a well there was a continuity between like every single episode and like there's always you know 
advancement of the main plot. But they were but still mostly just going to adventure towns still, and having episodic exactly. adventures. They didn't yeah. have basically to every episode places. is just they go to a place, a thing happens that ultimately progresses yeah. things. Not and every, they all not every single, not single thing had to be tied into the Fire Empire. Right. Please yeah. do not I, I give us like a hot kind of springs of episode. Oh, dude! Please give us a hot springs episode. Give us almost, a beach our enti- almost our entire party is female. Like, All I really need is is fan art of Rip in a bikini, and I'll be happy. Yes, I just I would rather like... I'd rather see a picture of Rip in a hot springs, but he's just wearing his armor like normal. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> boiling in that thing. <laughs> That's where he gets all his rage. Shut up! You're all wrong. Somebody asked Rip why he's wandering around in like a bearskin rug, and he's like, "What are you talking about? I'm not wearing anything." <laughs> <laughs> that makes me angry. Um, I uh, <laughs> I really really liked our last session where we just kind of plowed through a dungeon in one sitting, because <laughs> like that kind of thing like blew my mind. Like I've never I've never run a session like that where like. We could efficiently get through, you know, multiple that's, encounters. That's because I load down my dungeons with bullshit. You're not the time. only person I've played in a campaign with. Well, you know what I mean. Well, yes, but what I'm it trying to say is that we... I've never, like in any of my tabletop like time, I've never really actually had like a session where we kind of knocked out a whole... I mean, I know it was a small dungeon, right. but I would make never really bigger, knocked out... I would make future ones bigger, you it's, know, it's puzzles and traps and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just, amazing, just like, I... even in our, like, LP stuff, we've never had a session where we got through, like, more than one fight. It's always like, well, that fight took seven hours, let's go and let's call it a day. Yeah, and I really, I really like that 13th Age affords you faster combat, and therefore you can, you know, have multiple encounters within a certain, oh like, a Oh my god, you know, you know what I forgot to bring up? The escalation, the escalation time. Yeah. <laughs> I really like really the escalation time. I'm just going to unambiguously say that I love the escalation die. Not only, not only do I love the escalation die, but I love the systems that interact with the escalation die. Like just like my, uh, this portion back into the middle somewhere, like mid-century. Like, <laughs> we're not recording, but yeah, like yeah. our wood elf, like the wood elf racial of mm-hmm. being able to roll a d6, and if you get the escalation die or lower you effectively get an action point and can take your turn again. And I think that that's, like, that, those sorts of things. Like, there were a lot of things that, like, you know, if you rolled under the escalation die, you got a benefit of some kind. And I really liked how it was used that way. Yeah, the escalation die is cool. I think they expanded it a lot between playtests, which means they know they're onto a good thing. Uh, yeah. Escalation Die is probably the only thing that I really, really like about this game that I wouldn't port to another game. Because I worry about, you know, being used on monsters that haven't been, you know, they haven't had the math applied for it, and also other games would lack those uh, other mechanics that tie into it. Yeah. Right. Unlike, you know, the background system or the full heal-up, level-up schedule, which I would gladly put into another I like game. the full heal-up stuff. Let's see. Uh, um, I, like that the, I like the leveling up system, I should say. I don't know. I'm kind of late now, but I should say that I did like Well, we that. did talk about that, yeah. Oh, I did? Yeah, yeah, the incremental advancements and how like you level up. You don't have experience. Oh, I've been like, zoned up. out for like three hours apparently because I did not. Get apparently, yep. we talked about. That. I'm drawing too, so I. So anyway, uh, yeah. Um, 
Are there any stories you guys would like to tell? Is there anything you'd really like your characters to get involved in? Well, I like, need okay, to go back is, oh, go, rework. Go I need to go back and rework Bella because since since like we all only had a short deadline to whip up our characters, right. um, Bella's unique thing could use some improvement and stuff too. Like it's not bad. Like it's a thing that that can work. I just feel like I need to go back and rethink all her backgrounds and yeah, I would try to have them to, like mean more to her as a character rather mm-hmm. than just this is her skill set. Like I would like you guys to keep all of your characters as characters, but anything you want to change on your sheet is fine by me. I mean, yeah, like you can do. Uh, I I know you. Both uh, bars mentioned wanting to change your one unique thing now, and also backgrounds. Ah, oh, I forgot. Well, I was I, I was gonna say seven years ago that seeing as the only requirement for Beastmaster was to give up two class features, I think it would be cool if it was just a general thing that any class could use. That'd be interesting. A bard with a pet would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think pretty much any class could easily have a pet or a familiar or anything like that. As... And I can think of some animals that would make for good bard pets, like... Yeah, like all the fruity things, you pawns. <laughs> or any sort of bird. Yeah, I was thinking like a songbird or like... Or an enchanted and there was suit a familiar that I really liked in 4th edition that I never actually got a chance to use. And it was like basically a centaur, a little centaur guy, except instead of a horse, it was a cricket. <laughs> what? What a fiddling Greg, and it was awesome. <laughs> I no I longer feel bad about having centaur a cricket notes. violinist that would hop around with you and play some. Oh, awesome those are tunes. totally going in our game. What, yes. what are they called? Why does he need fiddling to be Griggs? A... Why does... Hell yes. Why does he need to be a cricket man? Why isn't it just a big cricket? Because it's a little cricket dude, and he wears a ni- he wears a suit. <laughs> that is yes. that is in the description. Is his name Jiminy? I guess it could be, but I wouldn't make it. He wouldn't. I got. I'm got. I'm looking up pictures. Rips wouldn't. Rips, Rips cricket man wouldn't have that sophisticated a name. It'd be Jimothy. Jimothy. Um. So yeah, what do you guys think about like what? Uh, which icons are you most interested in as written? Which, which ones game? would you like to see which have game? more personality? I I would like we'll to see, see the uh, I would like to see some dwarves repeatedly because I love dwarves. I would like to see the dwarf king. Well, you, you know my feeling is on dwarves. Actually, I think dwarf king <laughs> is one of the most lacking shorty. Yeah, that that was like the most stereotypical oh, one of all. That just means he need more elaboration. You yeah, know? I've got I've got Him an idea. Dragon Emperor were basically exactly what you would expect from the name. Really, what all... I'm saying is I want a dwarf king DMP say. You shit on you me all them. the time when I add NPCs. That's only because I'm joking around, sir. I don't genuinely mean it. You killed Rhodia. You <laughs> murdered a I character. I didn't mean to. I threw a rock at her. It was all in jest, you know. It was, a, it was the jesting rock. It was, it was a rock given to me by a fiddling Grig. Uh, fatal, a fatal concussion of jest. You know, Fiddling Greg was my nickname. <laughs> and everybody's made of either paper or, like, titanium in Stark World. Well, my, my first thought of where I was going to send you next before, you know, we talk about it and plan ahead was uh, the coronation of a new Dragon Emperor. Hmm. Oh, I'll get my finest suit and finest cat suit. Like, 
Uh, if we were just going to go on without input, you know, you, you guys would go back to Bolt Strike and you'd find out, hey, uh, the coronation is soon. We're we're going. It's you know the biggest party in the entire empire. Party. Is something bad gonna happen at the coronation, and then well, history um, how much did you guys read of, about Axis in the thing? Oh yes, it's a city oh, of I, gladiatorial combat and war games. I wanted so... to talk to you about that too. You know that one game where they just throw javelins at each other, and the description said it had a surprisingly complex scoring system. Mountain Blade. No. Uh, I'm I'm imagining that game as uh the the sort of weird cricket pastiche from um yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, exactly. That and, like Futurama, and I was I wanted to have Navarones be like the expert super fan of that, and whenever we come across it in the campaign, just spout bullshit for three hours about the scoring system. Hotbox. Anyhow, yeah, the hotbox, and then you squirts the hotbox with the three sticks on the hoop, but the guy in the back has to be good. Well, yeah, that's that's your back guy is, is your big man. Yeah, but good, not in the good bad, but in the good cold hot. Yeah. The guys in front have to be hot and cold, the hot and the left, the cold on the right, unless you're going for the old strength. Unless you're doing the nickel defense. Yeah, the nick on the fence and the nickel back, jickle fact. Now And then divide <laughs> that by nine. So, um, basically, you, you'd, you, you'd get... Uh, all the way to Axis, and you would be swept up into the gladiatorial combat, which has consumed the entire city, because for special occasions, the entire city is one giant coliseum miles wide. And, and they That's really- terrifying. Is this, is this hometown? This, this is Axis, capital of the Dragon Empire. Why is the Dragon Empire such a, such a barbaric, horrible place? Because secretly because we're playing Empire. a Dark Sun prequel. Because they know how to party. Oh, shit. So anyway, that that was my idea, and you know that can be be anything. That right. sounds right incredibly now. fun. So okay. Right now. So okay, I guess I'll start statting that up, and we'll see what grows out of that organically, and also from what you guys tell me about how you're rejiggering your characters. What if I start trying to make my own multi-class rules? Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of rules, I was thinking, you know, we should probably, you know, wait. Like, I can start statting stuff up with the rules as they are now, but I was thinking of waiting until at least the revised PDF is ready for download. All right. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, real final-ish rules are so close to being here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I mean, and that gives you guys forever to just meditate on your characters. I'll forget till the last day and then have a really exciting day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So is there any other business we wanted to cover today? Um, I like this game. I have been enjoying this playtest. I have enjoyed it greatly. Yeah. I like this game. Stop Stop doing your Nate impression. Yeah. I don't even sound like that. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. I'm Nate. Howdy, y'all. I'm Amber Sanders. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. It's the Amber Sergris. Amber Sagris. Hey, what's up? It's Ambrose Sagris. <laughs> no, guys. Right, you, you guys are the worst. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>